In this podcast, we talk about alcohol and smoking addiction. Our understanding, thoughts and tips for overcoming these addictions and so much more. Hopefully relatable. Hopefully not boring. You're You're listening listening to to the Relatable Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back. Thanks for tuning in again. Uh, What's it called? Episode 13. That's right. Yeah, yeah, welcome back, guys. Um, we're going to be talking about drugs, alcohol, party scene, addiction, whatever, wherever this conversation goes. Um, but the main, the main topic is alcohol and drugs and addiction. So, but first, Derek, I want to ask you: When was the first time you had a drinky drink? Wow, that's straight into it, eh? Uh, <laughs> straight um, into it. Yeah, I think. Oh, I don't know. I think the first time I had it as a kid, I don't remember what age, but. I just drank a bit and obviously I didn't get drunk and it honestly just tasted bitter. Like I think most people start off like that. Like as a kid, you kind of question yourself, why do people even drink alcohol? It tastes like crap. But yeah. Um, so, yeah do you what remember about you? what you drank? Uh, I think I drank a beer for sure. I'm not sure yeah. which specific one, but I'm sure it was a beer. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was like at like a Chinese gathering, like a family gathering that would go out into like a restaurant and then like one of your uncles is like, hey man do you want to try some and you're just like uh okay because you're kind of curious but you're not aged so it's kind of illegal but uh, just to see what it tastes like yeah so when what was the you? first time when was the first time you actually like got lit lit oh yeah so um the first time i got lit was really interesting i think i was a really late really late bloomer if that even makes sense like some people don't drink <laughs> at all in their whole life but it was yeah. I, I think it was when i was when i was after high school yeah, after high school, when I was probably like 19 or 19 or 18, we, we were, I was going out with my high school friends. We we booked this place. Um, it's a short trip. So it's like a two hour drive from where we live. Um, we booked the Airbnb. And then like, I remember just sitting there, like I didn't really want to drink. Like I had a lot of mixed opinions of drinking. I think the main one was just like, to be very honest, I was just thinking to myself, like, why do people even drink? This is just weird. Like, why? Like, it just seems like they'd ruin their body. But I get they're just trying to have fun. But like, I really questioned this like for a very, very long time. And like most people, when they drink, they're like, they become a different version of themselves. And I found that really weird. But I understand that now. But essentially, I was sitting there and everyone was kind of drinking. And I was really, really bored because there was nothing to do. Like I was, we were all staying together. We couldn't leave the the, play, the house thing because it was around nighttime. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to drink this. Um, oh, I think it was Jack Daniel and Coke in a can. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, I don't even know how strong that was. But then I just drank it. And then like Nick Minute. Like it kicked in like 10 minutes later. And like, because I'm really quiet. Like back then I was really quiet. I'm usually the guy that just observes my friend group and like kind of felt like, you know, I don't really talk that much. And then like all of a sudden, apparently I was like jumping on tables and stuff. And like I had like a lot of energy and I, I never felt that way before. And like that's probably the first time. And then like after that, I started crying to be honest. It was really weird. But yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. That's wild. Well, yeah, my my first time was a little bit different. Um, I never really had any sort of view on drinking I just knew people did it for fun and I I was always kind of a little bit curious about it um the first time I I think I was maybe okay don't be alarmed but I'm pretty sure this is kind of a common age I don't know but I was 14 14 15 yeah and like me and the friends that I had back then we were little shits so she (laughs) had taken um like a bottle of wine from her her parents cellar yeah and we had brought it back to my house and um we 
open it up, I took a sip for the first time. It was wine, like the yeah, first yeah. time I had, it's you know, much sweeter had taste, a drink. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was the most grossest thing. I remember oh, wow. putting it up to I remember putting it up to my lips, taking a sniff, and then having a sip. And as soon as it went into my mouth, I spat it back out like right wow. in her face. Wow. Yeah. Really? And in her face. So it all over her yeah. face. Oh in her face, because I, I wasn't prepared for that. Yeah, I was like, what course. the hell? This is what people drink. Like what? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I it I wouldn't say I got drunk that night, but I did get tipsy yeah um so it wasn't full-fledged or yeah. any anything wild but yeah. yeah that was the first time wow so, i got a question on that um yeah what did you think it was gonna feel like just something um, like sweet and like amazing like what did you think of it before taking it like what did you, you think mean, the effects was as well both like the taste well, and the effect well the taste i thought it was gonna be like sweet because i just assumed wow. you know wine is made from grapes and grapes are nice and then but no it wasn't like for my 14 year old like mouth it was fucking rancid it was disgusting yeah sorry for the swear words um yeah and then how i felt was exactly how i expected it because from what i had observed like from seeing people drunk um i've seen it just makes them you know very very out of it and just weird and just like I don't know this strange sort of person. Yeah, that, that's from if you what get they too normally tough, are. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Like, but I've always seen it. Yeah, just like um, yeah, just pretty much out of it. So how I felt was exactly, I guess, what I expected. I wasn't necessarily su- surprised. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. So were you addicted yeah. to the feeling, or not really? Addicted. Um, like, did you want to keep doing that feeling, or not really? Or did you just stop after that? Like you, you just <sighs> did it here and there, or like not really. I kind of, if I'm going to be honest, um, I did do it here and there because it just, it was a lot of fun. Like I found it a lot of fun. Um, obviously I socially or yeah, socially fun. Like I I would have the best times. This is before I would experience blackouts. I've only started experiencing blackouts probably two. Yeah. It's, I've never had a blackout. That sounds really scary. I don't really ever want to have that. Yeah. No, you don't. Uh, because you 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 don't remember what you're doing. It's like this whole other mind like takes care of you while you're just taking a backseat and you wow. forget bits of the night. It's not that great. That's but yeah, scary. what I wanted to ask you, um, so you are really against drinking and all of that. Not necessarily against, but you just you don't see a point in it. You yeah. question it. What what do you think about when it comes to like people who are addicted to drinking? who have like a dependency on it. Yeah, like I I am my view is at this current given point in time, sure I have a drink here and there if if like socially I'll get peer pressure, but I I will never allow I will never get to that. I don't think I'll allow myself to get to the stage where I'm blacked out, drunk or even drunk anymore because I don't like losing my mind. It like not sound crazy. Like I just like don't like that feeling where like I'm kind of tips I like the feeling of tipsy but at the same time like I lose a lot of control and like I I make I like regret stuff that I do. Not that I do anything that I regret, but I regret drinking it and feeling that way because it's kind of like harming my body because I feel like alcohol is just poison. But at the same time, I it, I understand that Australia, where we live, is a huge culture for drinking and not just Australia, but just, you know, like Japan or, or somewhere, like other countries. Like drinking is a big part of every country to some extent. So I understand why people do it, just to have fun, just to socialize. Um, but I just don't allow it because I, I just 
I don't see the point in the sense that, like, why can't I just be myself um, sober, you know? Because some people, they drink, not everyone, but they drink just to have what they call liquid courage so they can talk to girls or they can, um, you know, express who, who they are deep inside because it reduces your inhibition. And I understand that. Um, but, like, why can't I do that just up front? And, again, it's easier said than done. But that's just what I feel like. Because a lot of people that I know, like, it's almost like they're drinking it just for an escape. Nothing wrong with that. But, like, if you really think about it, that's kind of what they're doing. If yeah. they do it, especially if someone's, like, really um, dependent on it, like an addict. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So what what do you think of addicts, like, yeah, well, people who I are nev- dependent on alcohol? Yeah, so people who depend on alcoholic, I never know their life story or what the hell they really feel because exactly. I'm not an alcoholic at this stage. and. Maybe it's not even their fault. They just got dragged into it. But like, like the thing, you get sucked into it. Uh, you get sucked into the system type thing. Where if you become an alcoholic, you're kind of going arguably down in life. So why, why would I even allow myself to get to that point where I'm going down in my life? Because when you become an alcoholic, you have to take like a stick, six step program or something. But and what I heard was like to break out of al- alcohol, alcoholism is really hard because it's addiction. But you have to reach rock bottom. And once you reach rock bottom, then you can, you know, start your way to recovery. Whereas if you spent five years on your alcoholic problems, why, why do I just not drink at all? And then I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even get to that level. That's how I feel. Yeah, that's true. For me, I feel, um, I totally agree that alcohol is definitely poison and it probably does more harm than good. But I, if I'm going to be honest myself, I sometimes do use it as a social buffer. So yeah, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, like, you know. Yeah, you know me. If I if I go out and there's a whole bunch of people around and they're they're very good at having conversations, they're very good at being loud and just really out there. Sometimes I'll just kind of need it just to yeah. If yeah, if I'm going to be honest, yeah, sometimes I do. Sometimes I yeah. do need it to just feel a little bit more included, so I can just I guess you know be as loud and bubbly as them sometimes i just yeah it kind of do depend on that but um yeah at the same time when it comes to being addicted that's on a whole nother level um 6000 deaths occur in australia per year like on wow. average per year because of alcohol yeah yeah wow it's crazy and like that's... yeah sometimes i feel like there needs to be a little bit more um awareness i know there already is but a little bit more acceptance and awareness into people and their alcohol abuse because i feel like it's very um frowned upon in society like okay you're addicted to alcohol like shame on you like i feel like there should be no shame towards anybody when it comes to those things um yeah i'm not sure what point i'm trying to make right now (laughs) but um yeah um so if you if you met somebody who had like an alcohol addiction what how would you see them would you see them as like someone who's gone through stuff or someone who's like caved in and just given up sort of thing or like what what's your perspective yeah it depends who that guy is i guess there's a whole you know stigma stereotype where if you look at a drunk person on the street you'll just assume he's quote-unquote some homeless guy who doesn't have his life together i think we're all judged like that but you know you know you don't know his situation but I think I would immediately react to that, like where it's just like this guy is. It sounds bad, but I'm just being honest. Like this guy's probably like really dumb. Like I think dumb, subjective. But like, why is he doing this to himself? That's just my view. But to him, he might think it's like a cool thing to do. Um, but to help him, like it depends if I know that person or not. Sometimes, like you can help someone, but 
um, even then, like they don't want to be helped. For example, like a homeless people, you can give them a lot of money and stuff, but maybe they'll just use that money to um, spend back on drugs. And that's what I was talking about before, where like, this is just what I've heard. It's like, if you're an alcoholic, you have to want the change. You have to reach rock bottom. Like, you know, I don't know what that, like you have to like go through all these stages of like grief denial, all that stuff and hit rock bottom and then decide that you want to change and then you can change. So you can't, you can't just skip the, skip the process to straight to rock bottom. So, um, I don't know. I'll just probably stay out of their way to be very honest. Like yeah, I, if they want something, I'll help them. But sometimes like they don't even know what they're saying half the time. Like they're just mumbling. They, they say random stuff. I remember one time I was walking in the city and there was this drunk guy, um, with his friend to me, they just look so stupid, but I've done it before. I'm going to be honest. Like I've done, like got to, I've gone to that stage when I was in Canada, I was doing that stuff and I was questioning it just to seem like you're cool. Cause I know their perspective, like in their mind, they're probably just like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm top of the world. But you know this, if you look at like a drunk person from a third person's perspective outside a club setting and all that stuff, just in a normal street, they kind of look, you know, what are you doing with your life? Like you kind of want to stay away with them. But, um, he was like hassling me and stuff. He was like, yo, what's up, man? Yo, what's up? Like I tried to just ignore him because you know, sometimes if you just talk to them, they think like you're their friend and then like they get like emotionally invested. So like I just fully ignored him and then after, and then I went inside the store and then he full followed me into the store. It's like, hey man, what's your problem? All that stuff. And they've lucky his friend was there and it was kind of, you know, not as drunk. And he was like, Yeah, it's okay, man, let's just go, let's just go. And then I gave him a high five. Really? Think, you know? Yeah, yeah. He followed you into the store. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> like he kind of got what pissed off because I kind of ignored him. Yeah. yeah. So what about um like other drugs and stuff? What do you think about that? Just like the ecstasy or hallucinogen, hallucinogens, <laughs> yeah, um, and amphetamines. What do you think of those? What's amphetamines? Amphetamines. I'm pretty sure. Okay, I'm not really drug educated, but um, hold up, let me go get my uh, dictionary out that I keep <laughs> by my side. No, I'm just lo- looking it up on Google. So, yeah. amphetamines is a central nervous system stimulant that is used in the treatment of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, narcolepsy, and obesity. So what the hell? What are amphetamines? Sorry, guys. Hold up. (laughs) Um, Okay, wait. Um, Like things to treat ADHD and stuff like that. Yeah, I think maybe well, like over the like um, Ritalin and stuff yeah. like that. Maybe, please yeah. correct us if if I'm wrong. Yeah. But wait, there's this drug um I heard like for students who want to study more. I forget the name. It's just in my tip of my tongue. Where like you take the drug and then you become focused a lot. Do you know that what that's yeah, called? Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. I know what you're talking about, yeah. but I'm not it's sure. Whole documentary. That is cool. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so what do you think about like people? I guess using them for fun and stuff. I mean, yeah. at the end of, end of the day, for me, it's really none of my business. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Sorry, I know I just asked you the question, but it's none of my business at the end of the day. Um. But I feel like it. It gets to if it gets to a point where it's affecting like your friends and family and stuff. I feel yeah. people might be able to have the right to kind of pitch in and help you like from yep. a compassionate side not in a sense like oh yeah you're doing wrong like what what's the matter with you sort of thing you know what yeah. i mean yeah, yeah yeah um so what do you think about those probably like like if it's recreational like you're in a club and stuff and you're doing that just because you're young and like you want to see what it's like and that's cool but um i heard of stuff like um heroin i think it's heroin and cocaine yeah. i'm pretty sure it's more heroin like that stuff is apparently like really addictive like once you take it one time um I forget, it's either cocaine or heroin, the one where, like, you feel like you're on top of the world and, like, you're a CEO boss and, like, you're willing to die and stuff. Like, you like you think you're Superman or something and you jump off a, like, a um, building. 
and this happened like um you know some student who was like really smart successful um they got really good marks in the year 12 hsc and then you know they they take that break um spring break or not spring break um schoolies or whatever and then they they try these drugs out and then like they think they're on top of the world and they just started their life you know after high school but they feel like you know they've done so much and then next minute you know they just because of the drug they do something really stupid that they don't think about and they end up like dying and then how does that affect your family and stuff this is an extreme case then like that's kind of you know silly but um as long as you're like in a controlled environment and and like I, I don't know like if you if you want to do it like and you know the risks I think a lot of people don't know the risks to something you know because they've never taken it before how do you know mm. what it's actually going to do to your body maybe it's different to everyone so yeah maybe like talk to someone who's actually done <laughs> sounds like I'm endorsing drugs but like talk to someone who's actually <laughs> done it and then take a bit and then just see how it goes but in general like um just rec- like recreationally I don't I don't know I think I think this happens all the time I don't think I have an opinion but like I know for a fact like in nightclubs and like small parties like people get access to these drugs and stuff and they they have a good time whatever you know but like yeah. the biggest thing that I think people don't think about um sure have a good time and stuff like life is short you're all gonna die so might as well just make the most of it you can't just be doing work all the time but at the same time you can understand it's it's a small price to pay you pay that price right now where you're just you just have fun short temporal um like you just have fun now but in the long term it's going to affect you somehow maybe you get addicted to it maybe you spend too much money on it maybe you think about it you know like all that stuff so you gotta think like short to long term that, that's yeah, just my exactly. opinion yeah yeah what, what do definitely. you think definitely um for me i still feel like um obviously the best advice i'd like to give is just you know be a little bit more mindful and think about what you put in your body but obviously i am not like a beacon of health so i can't really be preaching much when I'm a bit of a hypocrite when it comes to, you know, the alcohol aspect of it. Um, That's why I really like the concept of um, pill testing and just having the, having the drugs a little bit more regulated, you know, because at the end of the day, like with festivals and all these events that happen every other weekend and stuff, it's how you can try so hard to, um, you know, make it illegal and arrest like, every other person under the sun who tries to smuggle or take drugs at festivals or wherever they might want to take it. But if you have pill testing, because inevitably someone like groups of people out there still want to get effed up one way or another, like, you know, pick your poison sort of thing. And sometimes (laughs) it's MDMA. Sometimes it's, you know, ecstasy, MDMA, MDMA, ecstasy are the same thing, but something, you know what I mean? Um, You know, if, the pills are tested and it's all clear at least i guess they can have fun you know at yeah. their discretion but in a safe way yeah you know because we're, that, we're never going to be able though. to stop people yeah yeah but the problem is like you can't you can't know if it's been tested right like you usually i'm assuming you buy it from like a drug dealer and like you don't really know the drug unless you know the drug dealer but say you're in a music festival like I'm just assuming there's like a drug dealer in a coat, like met- metaphorically there's a coat that has a full of drugs and stuff. Like you just assume that it's safe because you never know what's actually in it. And I think like yeah. where, where did no, that, that drug dealer get it from, you know, and where did he get it from? And then where did he get it from, you know, it could be yeah, laced exactly. or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. It can be laced and you don't, you never, never, ever know what actually goes into a batch. But that's the thing. Um, They um actually want to start incorporating pill testing at festivals i'm pretty sure i heard it um a while ago i'm not sure if it's actually going through but i feel like i wholeheartedly agree with that because you're never going to stop people taking drugs if they want to have a good time it's up to them you know yeah um i always come back to the point where 
there should be more education, more awareness. And mm. um, I mean, you can condemn all you want and you can crucify people all you want, but there are always going to be, you know, kids, sad to say, but kids or young adults out there who just kind of want to try it, you know. 100% curious, very curious. Yeah, Especially when exactly. you tell them you, you can't do this, drugs are bad. I'm so curious, I want to do it now, you know. Exactly. Yeah, the more you sense. tell people, no, you can't do this, the more they're going to want to, you know. Yeah. Um, I feel like we we as a whole should be more exposed to the yeah. shitty sides of drugs, yeah. definitely. Like, I really like the ad campaigns where you have, I think it was for a heroin or meth one, where um, you have these ads where the the person has gone violent and is trying to go through the purse, like, trying to steal money, and he looks yeah. all disgusting. And, like, I feel like maybe if we had more exposure to like the shocking side of it and yeah, way more, way more education. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Way more education in school. Like I can't, like all I was taught in school was that drugs are bad and yeah, yeah. you know, this is how this will make you feel. But I never saw like the horrible side yeah. to it. Um, the only reason I um, like I've dabbled in, you know, the, the devil's lettuce, which is not harmful at all. Um, <laughs> it's not, as we both know, but, um, the reason why I steered clear of, um, drugs for trying drugs for so long was the fact that, um, I had a really, I had a friend who taught me about what his dad would see because his dad was like a drug counselor and he would tell wow. me all these stories. Like it was kind of like a shock thing. Like, yeah, it yeah and that's like what you, really you see yourself like you, if you go down this road you can see what it's kind of like because this person yeah similar. exactly yeah that's exactly that's what cemented the fear in my head to be like okay no this is like not good you know you can fuck around and have one or two there but it's 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 like it could be a gateway you know to everything yeah. just as long as people have the awareness that's my that's my big thing yeah yeah that's and people also i do not shame anybody for like doing drugs recreationally like you do you like live it up live it down whatever you want to do sort of thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. i was gonna say um on that heroin point um i remember listening on joe rogan podcast i don't remember which country this was but one of the country because heroin's really hard to get i think but it's especially hard to get knowing that it's clean so the government or whatever country i forgot um gives the heroin this re- rehabilitation center for heroin addicts they give the heroin addicts free heroin and like the heroin's obviously 100% tested, 100% clean and they can come in and get like five milligrams of heroin every single day and that helps them break out their addiction because it's it's not saying to a drug addict like like we mentioned earlier, like, no, you can't have this drug. Stop it. Get out of this drug because it's more than that. It's like a it's a psychological issue where like they're, exactly. literally, they're addicted to it. You can't just like cut them off the addiction because then they're just going to want it more, do something crazy, like, you know, rob a shop. So they actually give it to them. And then I think um, in the end, it's like over a year or, or two, like they just stop taking it, I think. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's a different kind of relationship where they, they don't really shame the people. It's not like a stigma and like they kind of help it through that way, which I found yeah, interesting. I- yeah, I feel like the more you shame someone, they, the more you make somebody feel guilty, the less likely they're going to try to reach out for help, you know? The yeah. moment, I feel like the moment they need help and they recognize that and they would like to go out for help, like, 
possibly what crosses their mind is, oh, what are people going to think? I don't want to expose myself. Like I don't want to be looked at bad. So they try to deal with it in their own ways, but it's never the right amount of tools, I guess, the educational and supportive networks and tools that they need for a good recovery. And that's when it just like spirals, spirals, spirals. So the one thing I feel we need to get rid of when it comes to combating addiction is like to get rid of that stigma, to get rid of that, you know, that collective shame that we put on people who struggle with that because at the end of the day it's something deeper than just an addiction you know something that they need help from within if that makes sense yeah yeah when when you say within do you mean like it might not be like the reason why they turn to drug for example it could be that like they're kind of displacing it with something else. So, for example, maybe they have, like, family issues, but they turn to drugs to fill that void or whatever, quote-unquote. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel like, like that void. could be it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, so on that, what what do you think about, like, legalizing marijuana? Marijuana. What do you think of changing the topic? I, oh, that's, wow, that's very spontaneous. I never thought you would say that. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think think eventually it will be legal, I'm, I'm, I guess you know, because based on what people told me, um, yeah, I, I thought of this because when I went to Canada, it was legal or it got legal, like it was getting legalized and just like everyone on the street seems to be doing it. But I thought like, wouldn't there be other issues? Like what if you drive while high? And because that's dangerous apparently, because for example, if you get high, like you might take everything like uh, fine and dandy and everything could become slow. And if you're driving really slow, that could be dangerous. So of course there's going to be laws on that. But I think one thing is like marijuana... I'm assuming like it's better for for your brain and and your health compared to like alcohol and like hard drugs like heroin and stuff. So maybe by allowing marijuana, you can reduce all those other hard drugs. That's probably one benefit. Um, but yeah, I don't really I don't really have any thoughts. Like I feel like I feel, I feel like maybe some people might become addicted to it, you know. But I think that's that's what that's in life. Everyone's gonna be addicted to something. That's my stance. Yeah. Like, we're all addicted Everybody to has their vice. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What do you think then, Ira? Um, I I I'd say one hundred percent yes, legalize it. Um, my main thing I've seen people news articles where people are struggling severely with seizures or some oh, sort yeah. of mental con- condition where they're in chronic pain, and the only thing that will help them is um. THC, the THC oil, so CBD oil, um, not necessarily like the high from the high, but the, what it can do to affect your pain for better. Um, seeing this little girl who struggled very, 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 very badly with seizures. And, um, she tried every like over the counter or prescription medicine under the sun recommended by doctors you know but nothing worked she was always in pain or she was she would only be relieved for a couple minutes or so never long term until they resorted to thc and then all of a sudden it was she got relief that she hadn't had in years sort of thing she hadn't ever experienced so on that side yes i agree and also if you want to do it recreationally like i agree wholeheartedly like what just get lit you know that i i think it's fun i think it's so much safer than um alcohol use as well like how many deaths have occurred because of alcohol compared to what has um you know has happened with weed nothing yeah yeah yeah. that's surprising yeah Yeah. exactly i feel like people become at least in my case 
people become like the happiest, you know, just chilled yeah. out, mellow people. Hundred um, percent. Yeah. yeah, I I definitely agree. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. But and, then, and you also like we have to like kind of discuss like the financial gains. Like, what if it does become legal? Then there's gonna be huge businesses. And then like, what about like because there's a black market, quote unquote, people who you know deal drugs and get a lot of money. Would they go out of business or something? You know, so like it's interesting to see where where would that go if it does become legal. I mean, if there is like a promise that it could be legalized one day, and if you're smart about it and you're already in the black market, start up your damn business plan yeah, no, already. I feel, I, no, like, I feel like some people are doing that already. Era, yeah, think, yeah straight I've up. Got a feeling. Yeah, because yeah. I see yeah. a lot of like randomly in my suburb, I see a lot of like um um not shisha but like e-cigarette shops. Like it's so yeah. obvious. Like to me, it seems so obvious that they're gonna transition to the weed thing when when it becomes legal. That's just what I feel like it's gonna happen. And like I know some people who already planted stuff in their backyard, and then and yeah. they, they they already have the capital and all that stuff, like the physical location. Like yeah, ready. exactly. Obviously, yeah. we're not do- gonna disclose who they are and yeah, nah, nothing sure. to nothing incriminating. But yeah, I feel like if anybody is in the black market at the moment and they are dabbling in that sort of thing um yeah start up your business plan and get ready for when it does become legalized yeah yeah that's interesting (laughs) yeah Yeah, i mean i don't support i don't support doing anything against the law but when it comes to marijuana like come on it grows out of the ground it's not poison unless you use it correctly which I feel like you can't stuff up unless you take too much. That the worst thing is you have a bad high for a couple of hours, and then you either never want to do it again, or you just know what to do next time. You know what I mean? That's me. Yeah. That's me. Yeah, I definitely know what you mean. I've I've been there, lived that. It's scary. <laughs> definitely don't want to do too much. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about other addictions? Do you think like, um, oh, like so cigarettes re- and stuff? Yeah, yeah. So I actually researched. Cigarette is actually top one. I'm surprised to hear what you um say about it because my stance again is probably the same. Like. Um, I just don't know, like right at this current kind of point in time, I just don't allow it because it does more harm than good. Just in my opinion, I just, I'm just curious to hear what you would have to say. Like, when did you get started? Uh, just curious. I, I kind of got started on and off since I was 14. Oh so, wow! What the heck? Wow! Okay. <laughs> I told you I had okay, a, yeah. I had a wild like, not wild past, but yeah, I kind of started everything a little bit early. Um, yeah. Yeah, so on and off since I was 14, I mostly did it because, okay, let's just be real. As a youngin, I thought it was cool because everybody yeah. around me was doing it. You know, yeah, I was especially very... Especially in the movies I, and stuff. Like, yeah. you know the movies that always smoke? But yeah, again, friend circles. Yeah, 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 exactly. Friend circles. And I kind of just, back then I had like a sheep mentality sort of thing. <laughs> just because everyone else was doing it, I did it sort of thing, if I'm going to be real. Um, and then... I only properly started, I think, maybe around 16, 17 years old. What do you mean by uh, properly? Like, so, like, like so regularly? On, yeah, so on and off since I was 14 would mean, like, or um, whoever had, like, a deck or, like, a carton. I don't know what you guys call it, but a deck of cigs. <laughs> oh, God, I've never, never heard of that word. But, <laughs> deck. Yeah, deck. Interesting. Um, we would just share it like among the friend group and just you know whatever we had because obviously we weren't old enough to start um to start buying cigarettes or anything um and then up until i was oh we we had our way it's weird okay yeah no you'd have to disclose it yeah (laughs) yeah um 
So that would happen. And 16, 17 was when I probably fully started. Um, so, like, I would buy a deck every two weeks, every one week, just depending on, like, what I went through. Um, but, yeah, my stance is – I sound like the biggest hypocrite. It's not good. Like, smoking isn't good, but I do it because – I don't know why I do it. I do it sometimes when I'm stressed or because it yeah. kind of relaxes me. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. What's the feeling but, like? Because – to be very honest, when someone told me the feeling, like someone said, like you get a bit buzzed. I didn't, I didn't know you get buzzed from cigarettes. Is this true? Like um, similar to being, alcohol, like a tipsy I a guess, bit. No, I guess initially when you start um, smoking, you might feel a buzz, but I'm not sure what they're talking about. It, it oh, feels, okay. it feels normal, but it's like, I don't know how how to explain it. It's just when you sit down and rest, and especially because I'm working in retail, like when you sit down and just take a break from everything, you just have those couple minutes to yourself where you can just relax. Yeah. And yeah, I'm I'm not going to pretend here like I'm the healthiest person and because I believe all this this is how you should do it, but for me it's just it it just it's like my few moments of peace and yeah. I yeah, I don't know, it feels weird for me to be saying this because I know so many people even immediate family members who have been affected by, you know, cancer which cigarettes do cause um quite frequently yeah so yeah i don't know i just just kind of do it eh? (laughs) yeah well do you think um be honest be honest do you think you can just stop like of course like just just a thought experiment like of course you don't have to do it but just like say um say you smoke your last deck you and before you buy it or get it from some friend you just stop do you think you would have the willpower to do that or do you think other people who regularly smoke can do that or is it quite a challenging is it actually like an addiction where because i heard like it's a nicotine which i don't really understand maybe you can explain it like makes you addicted to it and like i've heard i remember as a kid they had like commercials where they put like this um strip on your forearm or whatever to stop the nicotine or something like do you know yeah. anything about that yeah yeah i know that so you have the gum and the patch and yeah, the gum, that's um, it, yeah. and now you have the spray as well to just get that nicotine hit minus all like the bad chemicals that you do get from a um, normal cigarette um I mean, if I did want to quit, I probably could. Yeah. But for some, I don't know. I just don't feel like quitting. I'm, ugh, yeah, I don't know. Because sometimes I do it. I do have, like, thoughts when I'm, you know, sitting there having a cigarette. It's like, fuck, like, when is it going to be too late for me to realize these things? Yeah. Um, so I guess when I have those thoughts, it's a little bit more easier to just cut down a bit. But at the moment, it's just... If I'm gonna be straight up, no, like I don't feel like yeah. quitting. Yeah, I and I don't, I don't mean to be rude to anyone, you know, that have struggled with anybody else affected by cancer or what cigarettes have done to people. Um, I don't mean to sound disheartened, um, heartless about these things because, yeah, it's just for me, I don't have that immediate feeling that I want to yeah. quit. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so another question is like, for example, if you had a friend, for example, me. Um, yeah. Would you introduce me to smoking, or would you like tell them not to do it? Not just me, just like a like say like a coworker or like a friend you meet at work or something, or just someone. If they ask you like, uh, hey, like say you're sitting around, and you're smoking, and then they're just like, hey, can I have a puff? And like you obviously know they don't smoke. Like, would you, would would you say anything? Just curious. That's all. Yeah, I definitely would. Um, I feel like I care about others more than myself when it comes to this stuff. Um, 
I would be like, uh, okay, like none of my business. Like, I hope you don't take anything, like take this up, you know, just if you want, you can do it, but I really don't recommend it. Like I hope, like I would probably be like, no, just, wow. um, I wouldn't tell them no, but I would be like, look, just take a puff. Like, don't, don't make this a regular thing. I pro- yeah. I prefer them not to. Yeah. Yeah. Fair yeah. That's when it comes to it's other also- people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. you definitely wouldn't do it. Yeah, over yourself. Yeah, and it's yeah. also interesting. I was gonna say, um, in our previous podcast or the one before that, you mentioned that um, if if you're around other smokers, you'll just smoke. But even if you want to smoke and you have friends that you that don't smoke, you'll feel weird taking a smoke. Yeah, definitely. If if I was with a group of friends that weren't smoking, I would try to hold off as long as I could. Um, uh, or probably just go smoke somewhere else on my own, just like out of respect for them, because wow. it's not something I want them to be around. If that yeah. makes sense, I don't like want to. Sec- yeah, secondhand yeah. smoke is that it? Or and just also the feeling of you just, doing it. Yeah, just the respect oh. thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's the thing. When I uh, the I only smoke the most when I'm at work. But when I'm at home, if I spend like a weekend by myself here in my apartment. Just, you know, being a bloody cave woman, I don't feel the need to smoke. Maybe oh, okay. I'll step out I'll step out once for a cigarette yeah. and then that's it. Like I'm I'm done. So that's where I get confused about myself. It's like, okay, I feel the need to smoke all the time when I'm at work or out socializing, but if I'm home by myself, you know, not doing anything, it's just I don't feel the need to. So oh, I don't know what you would technically call that. Like Am I addicted or am I just bored? <laughs> I yeah, yeah, yeah. I get yeah. it. Yeah, that's really yeah. interesting. But I, I know for a fact, like a lot of people who go to work, especially in the hospitality um industry, like a lot of chef, they would usually take a lot of smoke break. And it's interesting because when you mention it, like you, they do it or you do it because it's like you take a break from like it sounds stupid, but you're actually taking a break. You feel like you're taking a break like from work by smoking. Yeah. Whereas if you just take a normal break, it's not the same. It, that's what I hear from it because it feels like you're focusing and breathing and maybe you're. You're becoming more present to the moment, kind of. That's how I envision it. Is this kind of how yeah. you feel? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's kind of like that. It's just like I don't want to romanticize or like play up smoking. But for me, <laughs> in that moment, it's like, okay, I've started rolling now, so I don't yeah. smoke tailor-made. Um, so it's just take it out, just sit down, just focus, zone in into my rolling, and then light yeah. it up. And then, and yeah, then, this yeah. sounds and really you focus gross. On your this sounds well, right? really damn yeah. gross. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That sounds so freaking gross. Yeah. yeah. So then my my question is, um, if it if it is because of that, what happened? Like, is there such thing as like fake cigarettes? Like, you 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 get a paper and then you put instead of putting nicotine or tar or whatever the thing is, I'm not an expert. You put something artificial and then you roll it up and then you smoke that. So it kind of you might not get the the feeling of it, but you get the momentum. Like you're rolling it. You, you like the joy and like you, you're still smoking something and then you you exhale inhale but it's not actually tar or nicotine is that possible or like an e-cig e-cigarette like do you think that's a substitute do you think people can yeah what, what do you think about that yeah, yeah. e-cigs um i actually personally tried e-cigs um to try and cut down and it did work for a little bit but i think it's because I was so used to the normal, like the regular amount of yeah. nicotine that the cigarettes had. Um, when I got this nicotine-free e-cig, it was kind of like, okay, um, it was fine for a bit because I was just going through, you know, the the motion of having something to my mouth and then yeah. breathing in, breathing out yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, 
but it just this is one thing that wasn't the same and i think that was the nicotine um hit if i'm going to be completely honest um so I did try the one with a little bit of nicotine in it, but it it was just nasty. I think I okay. put too much nicotine in it. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, <laughs> so I feel like e-cigs can be very helpful. Um, I guess get the right nicotine dosage, whatever. You can get various flavors, so vaping yeah, yeah. is not a bad alternative. Yeah, but now I heard there are new um, like uh, diseases because of e-vape, okay. like vaping is it diseases. Is it lung? I, I heard like anything that you um smoke um affects the lung. Even like it's weed, cigarettes, e-cigarettes, because it's going through your lungs. I, I heard it's really bad. Is is that yeah. the disease or something else? Oh, you're searching it up right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm so. Can you hear me typing? Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's yeah. all good though. Uh, yeah. And and just another question: What is yeah. nicotine? Is it like just a? It's a it's a drug that releases dopamine. Is that essentially what it is? And is it a bad drug? Like, is that bad or is it the tar that's bad in cigarettes? Yeah. Or you don't know? Because um, I'm just curious. Before, yeah, before I butcher it, I'm just going to honestly read something off Google. Okay. Ready, guys? Are you ready? Nicotine is a stimulant and potent parasympathomimetic. I can't read that. What does that say? I don't even Parasymp- <laughs> Parasympathomimetic. The fuck? I've never heard that alkaloid that is naturally produced in the nightshade family of plants it is used for treatment of tobacco use disorders as a smoking cessation aid and nicotine dependence for the relief of withdrawal symptoms the fuck but wait isn't a cigarette it has nicotine and it has tobacco is that correct yeah it has nicotine in it nicotine combats tobacco but you have tobacco and nicotine that's interesting wow guys we we are learning together as we go (laughs) Yeah, we are. Uh, okay, here we go. If you're a smoker, your brain is filled with nicotine receptors. These receptors eagerly await incoming nicotine. Think of nicotine as a key and receptors as the little locks. When the g- nicotine unlocks the nicotine receptors, a feel-good chemical called dopamine is released, yeah. giving yeah. you a little hit or buzz. Yeah. This doesn't yeah. last long. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Oh, so it's, ba- so it's yeah. essentially that. Yeah, it's like a... That's it. All other addiction just spike some emotion temporarily, and then you like it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. then my question is: Would you have a crash? Like, because you're relying on that cigarette to release dopamine. After a while, is that why people become addicted? That's probably why, because they want that that next hit, that next dopamine release, so they keep relying yeah. on that cigarette. So, do yeah, you feel like consciously they yeah. probably don't even realize? Yeah. Yeah. So, do you think um like a like a smoker, a regular smoker, if they quit for two weeks, like they're forced to quit? They'll become like de- like not depre- like depressed like sad because they don't know how to get that dopamine release hit. Or do you think they'll be okay? Um, yeah, just I feel like depending on how your mindset is set up, um, it just it might work differently for other people. If they just quit smoking and don't I don't know I guess further educate themselves on why they're doing it or how to combat those you know mood swings after because you are withdrawing, maybe. They might get sad, but if they're fully aware, I guess, how their brain works and how withdrawal, you know, kind of sells out for them, they should be fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Because I heard the other thing was I did successfully quit for maybe two, three weeks. Um, I think last year, it was last year, but then I gained all this weight because my body, oh. I think, yeah, because my I, it was either because 
you know how smoking reduces your appetite. I yep, think yep. either that or I, maybe subconsciously I was looking for dopamine in another way. Oh, like, like food. By, by food. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That's interesting. What made you quit? Yeah. Just curious. I just wanted to. It was like I just – it came to a point where I was like, why am I doing this? You know, it's yeah. just – it it's gross. But yeah. then look at me back at it again. Yeah. Back was on the bullshit. Was it hard to quit? Like, or did you just quit? And then, because two, three weeks is pretty long, no? Like, I think, isn't yeah. that the time frame it takes to form a habit? And then, is it just yeah, because? Right. Yeah. And then, yeah. so that they call it like relapse, don't they? Like, if you're addicted, I'm not saying you're addicted to something, but like, say if a alcoholic was addicted to alcohol, like, like they quit and then they relapse. Like me, like I used to play video games and then I quit and then maybe I played it again. So I relapsed. So, yeah, like, it's interesting why people. Like they say something, but then they don't. Then they do it back. It's like it's like it consumes you. It's like this thing. Exactly. I think it's for me. I do have a lack of willpower um, yeah. when it comes to those things. Um, yeah, I, I ended up quitting cold turkey. I don't know how I did it. I just told myself like, "Gross, like, era, stop, girl. What are you doing?" Yeah. Yeah, and then that yeah. worked for me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't another. Another question, yeah. sorry for cutting you off. Like when no, you fine. say you quit cold turkey, I noticed when you buy cigarettes, especially in Australia, um, the government, number one, they increase the price like really high. So of course you probably don't, if you can't afford it, then you can't buy it. But another thing is like, I noticed in the packaging, they have like really like gross stuff, like like an eyeball or like a toe with no toenail or something. Like does that put smokers off, do you think? Or not really? Do you think that works? Um, or do you I just filter like... out? Because you see it all the I time. Think... Yeah, exactly. Um, at first, it was like, oh, crap, like, god damn, this is, this is what actually happens. I'm getting that shock exposure. But I just, because it was, because I would look at it for two seconds, I made that conscious decision to kind of just ignore it. If I was yeah. going to handle my deck, I would just do my best <laughs> to not look at the photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? Okay. And because it was there all the time, I think I kind of just got used to it. Um yeah, so that didn't really work. The one thing I feel like it is working at the moment are how they're increasing the price. Yeah, you think on that cigarettes. Yeah. I definitely think well, everybody, we we ain't rich up yeah, in here, true. you know. But, but what if you're what if you're addicted and and like you need it, you need the cigarette because you're addicted. It's almost like the heroin thing where they stop you from taking heroin, but you you but then eventually you find a way to um combat that. So for example, if it's a hundred dollars, but you only have twenty dollars, um. You do whatever it takes to get a hundred dollars. So maybe you like rob a shop or something and then get the cigarette, you know? Do you think that's Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you want to go to jail over a packet of cigarettes, but I feel yeah. like, yeah, some people will try to, I guess, make make it possible anywhere yeah. or another, depending on how yeah. addicted you are. I mean, in my case, if I only had twenty dollars and, you know, there was a deck for one hundred, it just not worth Wouldn't my time. Work. Like, yeah. oh, Oh, yeah, I'll keep myself busy with something else, you know. I'm I'm not that addicted, it's safe to say, yeah. but I don't have a good habit when it comes to smoking cigarettes. So yeah. it's weird. I'm like half-half, yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't consider yourself addicted, in your opinion, like when you, um, based on what you think addiction is? Uh, yeah, I guess to a regular person like you who doesn't really see the point in that stuff, maybe I might seem oh, addicted okay, to yeah. you. But, it depends but on where you're at, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But for me, it's like I if I can go a whole day without having a cigarette, actually a whole weekend without having a cigarette, I'm I would be fine. Like I can quit any day that I want to, just 
depending on like I guess my level of willpower on that day or yeah. week. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Especially because I do recognize what withdrawal symptoms are and how to combat that and why it's good to give up and just basically everything that a cigarette does to you over a long period of time like I know the effects so it's like yeah I don't know I'm I'm half half I'm okay yeah <laughs> what, what's yeah. the withdrawal effects you're talking about for me just curious. when yeah for for me in particular when I have um quit it would be I would get a little bit moody, um, okay. a little bit short-tempered. I would get really, really hungry or just really like, um, I don't know, I guess edgy a little bit. Okay. It's a, yeah, yeah. I don't want to make myself sound psycho yeah. or anything, but no, I would no. like feel, uneasy. you know. Uneasy. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uneasy. Like I would feel a bit edgy. Um, but yeah, it's fine. And I also think it helps because I had like really good people around me. So it's like, if your environment's good, your, your journey to quitting is going to be good. Mm, if you're, true. if you're always in a stressful environment, um, you don't have the best, you know, support network around you. It makes everything 10 times harder. But for me, yeah. because I did have like, you know, good support network, it was fine. It was, yeah. it wasn't that big of a deal because yeah. Yeah. It was easy. Oh, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah. So what about, um, when it came to you being addicted to gaming, like what yeah. was that like? Yeah, to be very honest, it's um, again, I never done the cigarette addiction, but I feel like it's kind of the same thing. Like I just, yeah, I'd keep playing it. It became a habit. Like I just want to keep playing it, and I realized like it, it does release dopamine. You know, playing it, for example, getting a kill, like killing another enemy champion, it releases dopamine. You know, winning a game releases dopamine. Losing a game releases some sort of like this this energy where like crap i lost the game like i feel so angry like i feel short-tempered i'm like i must i want to play another game so i can win this game and then like you win you get dopamine so you want to get more wins then you lose you just want to get wins so it's like never ending and um uh, yeah i quit cold turkey and I, I think before i um talked about like quitting like you know here and there when i was addicted i'm just like why am i even playing this game you know there's been so many times i thought of this like this game is stupid like it's so toxic the the, like I was playing victim, like, you know, oh, this game is like, oh, it's so un unfair, all that stuff, you know, people just trolling me. So then I'm just like, you know what, I'm just going to quit, you know, and I delete the game and it's it's a big investment. It's like 13 gigabytes. And back then it takes ages for me to download 13 gigabytes. But I just always, I guess it's the withdrawal thing where I'm just like, like, oh crap, you know, because maybe I put too much time on the video game. I'm just like, what do I do now? I have nothing to do, you know, because back then I had a lot of free time. Um, in uni breaks and stuff so i'm just like instead of going out there working myself i'm just like ah i'll just install the game again and even though it takes like a day to install i i would still play it you know i got to a point where like yeah the game took so long with my wi-fi at home i'll drive all the way to the uni which takes 20 minutes um but the uni there's really fast internet I'll, I'll go to the car park just download the game and then drive back home um and then play the game and i did that like three to four times and like why did that happen you know so yeah it, it was like it's like an addiction but in the end i like i just quit cold turkey and and like yeah yeah and i feel i feel i guess i filled it up with some other addiction you know i feel like like a, like i'm like i mentioned earlier we're all addicted to something when like everything comes at a cost you know there's no free lunch so when like what i mean by that is like you may think this is a free lunch but when you're eating the lunch you could be eating something else so when when i gave up playing this game i had to fill that time with something else so and that's something else that i filled it up with for example tennis sport took up that time so how do i like and then tennis is almost like addiction so i just thought it was something else that's how i overcame it but but it's very similar and it's very interesting what you said about the cigarette because 
I can see some resemblance in the terms of like, I just want to do it. And I really didn't know why I was doing it in a way, but yeah. Yeah, so, But exactly. games are made to be addictive. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah. So do you think they're good, like there are bad addictions and there are good addictions? Or do you think when it when you like class something in your life as you being addicted to it, do you think like it's it's a bad thing, if that makes sense? Like yeah, if you say um, you're addicted to something, whether that's, exercise or healthy yeah. eating or addicted to um i guess the 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 scales of how much you weigh or addicted yeah. to just getting everything right in your schoolwork getting a plus or however they grade it um do you think there's good or bad addictions that's what i'm saying yeah. jesus in terms of yeah, in terms of jews era in terms of um <laughs> in terms of like social like the social perception yeah there is good and bad like bad for example taking drugs is quote-unquote bad um being good at exercise is quote-unquote good but again like too much of something is obviously bad um so everything in moderation but then again i feel like everyone in my opinion i feel like every single person in my opinion has something that they're addicted to that goes beyond moderation that they're really addicted so maybe someone really loves um exercising right so they exercise a lot so they're they are that that they do so much but is that necessarily bad or good maybe they're a bodybuilder so they have to do that so i guess it's it's subjective but but in societal perspective yeah that definitely is good and bad because i know one thing that we're all addicted to we're addicted to air you know is that bad like without it, oh, we're shit, that's so, deep that's that deep, deep. Air. But yeah yeah but <laughs> I, because i i read um before we did this um when i read in the dictionary what what defines um addiction basically what i got from it is physically and mentally dependent on a particular substance or activity and then if i say air isn't that a substance so we're all addicted to that so i don't think there's anything wrong with being addicted to something it just depends where you're going in life your life goals and how it affects other people around you but that goes into morals and ethics but there definitely are something that's you know really bad to be addicted to for example heroin you know what are the positives? Like, is there even a positive to doing heroin? <laughs> you just feel really yeah, good. Exactly. Again, I don't know. I haven't That's done right. my research. Like, maybe if a heroin addict, addict comes in and talks about it, then maybe they can say a couple of stuff. But, like, stuff like that. It's just like, or even alcohol. If you're addicted to alcohol, what, what is the benefit of doing that? Like, is there a benefit? Like, what is it? I can't think of one. Like, no, uh, honestly. Besides, like, the, besides the effect of yeah. you just don't remember stuff because you're trying to escape it, then, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Sometimes, depending how you drink it on that night, um, or whenever you do drink it, if you do have it in moderation, you can definitely have a fun night without being, you know, ashamed of, you know, having put that poison in your body. But when it comes to drinking a shit ton, yeah, that's when you can be like, hell no, this is not good. Yeah. 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 So do you have any advice for people if, like, say if they do want to dabble in drinking or they want to try something out what sort of advice do you have for them yeah so my um maybe not advice my opinions is, is if something for example alcohol yeah just do your research understand what it's doing to your body um and then just um take everything as a thought experiment say if you read something on google like alcohol if you become addicted you're gonna you know suffer family loss and all that stuff but how would you know if you ever tried it? So maybe if you really want and you're curious, try it and then just see the effects, see if you like it or not. But I think alcohol is a really interesting one because um, 
many people start early, like 16, 17, you know, before they're 18. So they can't really buy it. Again, they probably get it from their parents or they get someone older to buy it and they have house parties. And it's, it's a lot of peer pressure. And, and again, like in Australia, it's a huge community to be able to drink. Like if you go in a bar and, and everyone's drinking, and like you said, I truly believe this, like you can have a good time in a bar without drinking absolutely nothing. You just have to train your brain because it's mm. almost going against the crowd. And as human beings, we don't like going against the crowd. We don't like standing out. Um, but it is possible. I've done it, to be very honest. And um, yeah, you can have a good time. You just have to understand that, like, why are people drinking? You know, you don't have to drink. You don't have to be like them. You can just do you. It's really hard to do, though, because it's like giving into that peer pressure thing where like the whole point of clubs is just sell alcohol and everyone's drinking. But yeah, it's just just test it out. See, see how you like it and then just make evaluations based on on that point. But understand, like anything that is a temp is a short term um like a spiking dopamine, like a short-term like pleasure, long-term you perhaps might suffer. And like I love what Post Malone said in one of his songs. It's just like too much pleasure sometimes equals pain. So too much drugs you might at the start might think it's a lot of pleasure. Eventually you become, you know, tolerant to it and like it doesn't give you that high. You need to take so much more and, and like it, eventually it outweighs the good, the good, which is like the dopamine release outweighs the bad. I mean, the bad outweighs the good. So, like, maybe you suffer family, financially, all that stuff. It's probably not even worth um, doing that, like alcohol or heroin or something. So that's just my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Everything you said was on point. Yeah, I do agree with you on that. Um, yeah, it's just for me. I'm. I feel like. I feel like if you want to drink, that's fine. Like, yeah. if you want to try it, go ahead. Um, definitely. If you want maybe some practical advice some, from somebody who has gone out and, you know, had her fair share of drinks. Uh, a fair share of litmus. <laughs> yeah, huh. a fair share of litmus always if you want. Um, there is this really good product that you can find at Chemist Warehouse. It's called Hydrodol. If you get it in the before oh. and after packs, it basically, you take like a sachet, mix it with water drink it skull that shit and um and then it pumps you basically full of um vitamins and minerals yep. that will help your liver kind yep. of um you know assist your liver into getting rid of all the things obviously Oxy your yeah. liver is, yeah, your liver is already there because it you know detoxes naturally it yep. doesn't really need the help but when it comes to drinking that really helps and also if you are going to try but you're a bit you know a bit shy or a bit nervous about that stuff if you actually, you know what? If you are nervous about drinking, don't even don't even dabble until you're confident enough to try. That wow. okay, that's one thing. But if you are gonna try it and it is your first time, I say pace it out with um drinking water in between yep. in between drinks. Um, yep. um one of the good things to have after you drink, I recommend is coconut water. It has all the five yep. natural electrolytes without the added sugar. Um, and always buy it in the liter. This is what I do. I drink a liter of coconut water and it like helps you straight away. Um, everything is good in moderation. So I do not, I do not promote alcohol whatsoever. I, <clears throat> I actually do want to take a break from it this year. I have one more party oh, to go to awesome. okay, yeah. <laughs> one more party to go to. And then that's, that's, that's it for me. Um, I do at all, like, at all? or like, yeah, just like less like, Oh really? Uh, oh wow! I'm I'm gonna lessen it because I kind of take inspiration from you, Derek. How you can be so oh, disciplined wow. in that area. Um, if I'm gonna be real with yeah. you, so lesson yeah, I like wanna... you said lesson. Like you mean lesson or like not at all? Because there's nothing wrong with lesson. I think lesson's probably better. Yeah, better go at I, it. Because if you say not at all, then like 
sometimes you might want to take it at that situation. It's like that thing we talked about um, where like you don't want to be on a diet. You want to just be on a health plan. Like, you know, you can take yeah. anything you want, but just, yeah, lessen. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, exactly. I would that. Yeah, I would lessen it. So, yeah, my view on alcohol, it's it's not the greatest, but I'm also guilty of using it as a social buffer. So that's one thing I want to stop as well. So if you do, whoever is listening, if you do decide to give alcohol a go or if you have trouble when you go out drinking because you can't handle yourself just you know pace it out as much as you can eat a good meal um be uh, that's another thing i just remember be with friends who will understand and respect your boundaries okay that's the most important thing the last thing you want to do is try to fit into the crowd and have a bunch of Uh, supposedly friends telling you hey like you're not cool enough if you don't drink like you need to be with people who have that mentality of acceptance and you know boundary respect um if you do want to try drinking and you're not usually a drinker um people who you trust and just in a good environment if you want to try have like a good experience with drinking but i don't recommend like i always yeah i recommend you guys to do that in moderation yeah yeah, that's so yeah, cool. I, I love yeah. yeah, I love those practical advice, especially the one where <laughs> um yeah, you have have the good people around you that don't force you. Um my ones was um just like you said, when when you drink alcohol, essentially I'm not an expert, but the way I see it is like it's damaging your liver and, and like you said, your liver has to um eventually like say you're drinking to- you're drinking poison, your liver's trying to give you like a like a cure to the poison, so it takes time. So you're actually hurting your liver. But another thing is when you drink alcohol, you do get dehydrated. So um, if you don't want to hang over the next day, but most likely if you listen to this and you're young, you probably have, I, I think it's fast metabolism. Um, you probably won't get hangovers, but eventually when you get older, you start to realize you get hangovers. Um, um, so drink a lot of water afterwards. You're probably going to ignore that advice, but also you can eat food because, <laughs> um, you know, like fries, fries, like McDonald's, especially because McDonald's open 24 seven in Australia. Um, you know, it tastes really good after you drink alcohol, like all the greasy food tastes good. So you could eat those foods just to slow it down. And um, just for the guys out there, um, I feel like if you're going to drink alcohol and use it as some sort of like uh, social buffer to get girls, um, cool, good for you. But I feel like if you really want to learn how to do that, you have to do it in a sober position. Otherwise, you won't actually learn how to do it properly. Because um, a lot of people, they drink just to you know get out of their heads so they can talk to a woman or whatever. And whatever, even if you sleep with her or whatever, that can, you can always argue was that really you you know that in the alcohol because your inhibitions are lowered so is that really your authentic self because would you be able to do that um sober another thing is like a lot of people they get so drunk that they eventually look really retarded to women like they look like i mentioned earlier where like you see these two people drunk they might think they're having the time of life but if you look from an outside perspective they actually look a lot of troubled so people won't go out like they won't you most likely won't even be able to lead or like you know think properly you just say all the stuff that you want to say but not necessarily the stuff that you need to say to you know attract women or whatever but um nothing is if you're really scared and you don't know what drink to drink um you know you can drink vodka and lemonade because anything that goes with vodka um you won't taste as much um so if you put vodka and lemonade you kind of taste lemonade more than the alcohol you know instead of drinking something like uh uh, um, Jack Daniel just straight up like a shot of Jack Daniel because it tastes terrible so you want to mix yeah. it with some soft drink if you want and another advice if you're gonna go out there and you're in a party and, and you're you know want to socialize but you feel into that peer pressure of drinking you can just do this 
literally get a water. Um, yeah, literally get a water. Go up to the um, bar and be like, can I have a glass of water? Or usually there's water stations there. Not usually. There's always access to water because it's illegal for a bar um, to any place that serves alcohol to not give free water. So you just um, so you're holding you're holding the same glass as like someone might think you're just drinking vodka. And the truth is, no one's even care, and no one's gonna like look at your glass and be like, "What are you drinking?" You can just say vodka. They're not gonna you know take a sip, but you can just hold like walk around holding water, and people just they won't even look at you. Even if they do, they just think it's vodka, or they just assume it's alcohol. And there you go. You can just you know slow down that way if you want. So and that's that's my advice. Practical. Yeah, advice. exactly. Yeah, and um. Also, another little fun fact, um, the darker the alcohol, the worse the hangover. So stick oh. to something clear. Yeah. Just oh, FYI. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and also don't mix alcohol. <laughs> or you can mix alcohol, but just understand when you mix it, it becomes stronger. And um, if you're going to take weed, um, I think it's like grass, grass before ass, you're in the clear. And then <laughs> I forgot it. <laughs> no, that's, that's the same. That's the same. Essentially, no, I, no, I think no. what it's saying no, is, it's grass before beer, you're in the clear. Oh, okay, beer okay, grass, yeah. you're, you're on your ass. Yeah, I never, I never get those ones. Ass. Yeah. Excuse me, what? So essentially, <laughs> don't don't drink beer and then take weed unless you know yourself and you, like, you're an expert. Like, if you're just a beginner, like, probably don't mix anything in general. Yeah. And and just please be 18 plus or 21 plus. Please don't be like me. <laughs> be don't do anything illegal, okay? No, nah, but I feel, like, I, I feel like a lot of we, people... They, they don't, we ain't not, trying to get arrested up in here. Sorry. True, but, I, but I feel like there's a lot of high school students who are generally curious and they do it in 16, 17. Yeah. Like, even they go to bars and clubs with fake IDs, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. See, okay. Well, I guess that's a good thing. Yeah, just be responsible. We're, we're telling you things that your parents, I guess, don't want to teach you, okay? We don't encourage drinking at all at a young age. I am a hypocrite, but I'm telling you now, this is what I would tell my children. Like, I don't recommend it, but if you're going to do it, be smart and don't do anything dumb. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to do it and obviously I'm not going to stop you from doing it, just be smart and educated about this and always have good friends around you that, you know, you can depend on if anything were to go wrong and never be scared. All right. Why am I talking like a mom right now? Never be scared to call the ambulance. Okay. You're never, you're not going to be in trouble for calling the ambulance. No, this is really solid advice because there have been instances where you know, kids or young adults, young kids have, um, you know, tried alcohol. They've been out drinking and all of a sudden they get sick because they've drank too much. And I'm not saying, oh, they need to chunder, but they literally have alcohol poisoning. But their friends and everyone around them, they're too scared to call an ambulance yeah, because they don't want to get in trouble from their parents. Okay, fuck that. Okay, if if you suspect any of your friends or even yourself, if you are you know, can comprehend a thought like that, that you have alcohol poisoning, anything remotely close, don't be scared to go to the ER, don't be scared to go to, you know, um, the hospital, anything like that, because it's it's not going to be, like, you would rather go to the hospital and maybe get a hiding later on and, you know, be safe than risk your life and mm-hmm. end up in a criti- critical state because you were too scared to call the ambulance. So never be scared. Um, if anything, just, yeah, so just always be safe, be freaking thoughtful and be smart about it. Don't worry about getting in trouble from your parents, okay? They're going to find out you drink one day or another. <laughs> and that, yeah. that stuff happens. Like, my dad found out and, like, I got in trouble. But, hey, at least I was kind of, 
aware and smart about what I did. And uh, for some reason, I'm still alive today, regardless of shenanigans I got up to. But yeah, that's, that's one thing that no one ever really spoke to me or my friends about is like, Hey, yeah, if you feel like you're going to be sick and it's, it seems a bit critical, don't be scared to call the ambulance because just that's that's the first thing you need to do. And always, okay, oh, sorry. I'm just, like, remembering all these things now that I'm talking yeah, about awesome. this. Yeah. Um, the one thing you need to do, say, if you end up in an ambulance and you have been drinking or taking drugs, you always have to be uh, honest. Honest oh, to true. to who is, you know, treating you, to the um, medical uh, what's it? The nurse, the, the nurse, or the like nurse, the or anyone. Exactly, because yeah. yeah, they need to know what you have exactly in your body, so they won't do more harm than good. You know, they could they could assume that all all you've had to um had tonight is like a little bit like a whole bunch of alcohol, and they'll start administering drugs or whatever just to get it out of your system, and then next minute they accidentally OD you because they don't know, all the, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, all the, the other drugs you might have taken or something. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, never worry about getting in trouble because you never want to put yourself in a situation you end up critical. So always be honest um, to whoever is helping you out, to the nurses and everything. Um, I think you can do a little bit more research on that. And if that seemed a bit too much for you, it's just honestly what you need to know if you're going to be doing crazy stuff. I feel like this is like a future message I'm leaving for my kids. For like, <laughs> Yeah, or for yourself, like your past self or something. Or like mistakes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, give, yeah. give it to your kids. If you have kids, if you do have kids, like just be like this relatable podcast, episode 13, 52 yeah, minutes in. Listen to this, yeah. 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 Exactly. And um just one more that one thing popped in my head is um yeah if especially if you're a girl like have have that one person that is sober and who can make decisions for you but also if you're just alone usually if you're a girl you never go out alone but if you're a guy and you go out alone always have a exit plan like what what's your plan like is it catching public transport is it catching a taxi most likely it should be an Uber but that being said like if if you get to the stage where like you're kind of effed up you, you 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 sometimes you might not be able to go on your phone and like open uber and then type in your address and stuff so you really have to think about where you're going after this venue you know how you're going to get home or how you're going to sleep over at someone's place like your friend or you know someone you met or something so always figure out where you're going to end at the night and how you're going to get there safely because i so some people they sleep on the street and stuff i remember um actually when i went to a trip um a short trip in within australia somewhere um in the city after the New Year's Day, I remember like everyone was just on the floor in the hotel. Like that, that's one thing. But how do you know like if that's a girl? Like you're not gonna something's gonna happen, or like you know how do you know you're not gonna get robbed and stuff? That's I'm just just some further advice. Just yeah, know where you're gonna go. Exactly. Yeah. Just be safe. It's all right to get lit, but just be safe and bloody smart about it, guys. Okay. That's, just, that's our that's relatable advice to you. And on that note, we have come to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for tuning in again. Thanks, guys. And we will see you episode 14.